Gather around the game table with Kristen. And Spin. To find out what? Plays well with two. Plays well with two was recorded in front of a live studio audience of her dogs. So we just got finished playing Fallout. War. War never changes. And apparently my terrible luck with dice also never changes. Okay, uh, Fallout was designed by Andrew Fisher with Nathan, Nathan Hajek, published uh, in 2017 by Fantasy Flight. Uh, artwork was done by several people, but the particulars, uh, the map tile art was Ben Zweifel. Uh, the graphic design was Monica Helen and Evan Simonet. And a bunch of people did sculpting, but it's not really clear who did the art on the cards. So I'm going to blame the graphic designer. Graphic designer doesn't really do the art on the cards. At least in my experience, it would be taking the art and putting them on the cards and doing the icons and that kind of stuff. Well, since you do graphic design work, I'm just kind of used to blaming the graphic designer for everything. Nice. Anyways, Fallout... Okay, I have never played Fallout. I don't want to ever play Fallout. It is not really my cup of tea. Uh, I think I was watching Spin play one time and he had to beat dogs, like beat some wolves or something, and I was out. And yeah, I, I do not like that part of Fallout. I'm fine shooting roaches or scorpions or... You can shoot roaches? Yeah, those giant rad roaches. Oh, I haven't seen that. Um, they're early in the game. But I didn't like the being attacked by wild dogs thing. But I have played every Fallout uh, up to New Vegas. I haven't played four. Oh, okay. Because this game said that it features three and four. It does. Uh, the scenario we played actually takes place in the Capital Wasteland, a.k.a. D.C., post-nuclear, and the whole thing with Fallout. And that is the title of the scenario we played, the Capital Wasteland. Yeah. And the whole thing with Fallout, if you don't know what Fallout is, is uh, a world where the microtransistor was never invented, so everything's super 50s retro. After a nuclear war, uh, people survived that were living in vaults. Uh, that has a whole backstory with it. Essentially, Microtransistor? Microprocessor. Sorry. The microprocessor was never invented. So everything's vacuum tubes and switches. Oh, okay. And that very 50s, 40s, 50s kind of aesthetic going on. Um, but yeah, we're in the wasteland and we're trying to survive. The end. Feels very steampunk to me. Um, with just like the masks and that kind of stuff. I get that. Um <clears throat> So in the game, you it's a tile game, and they are all, you have to explore it. So it's an exploration game, at least a little bit, because once they're all flipped up, then, you know. But you move around the map, and you encounter enemies and settlements. What was the other one? Uh, they are uh, like wasteland kind of exploration events. No, the two buildings was a settlement and like it's literally called wasteland exploration. 
What? The other one is called... Let's go to the book, everyone. That other place is called a wasteland. Okay. It looks Say like, it. It looks... No. Say it. It looks like a factory. It does look like a factory. Like the iconography is a factory. Okay. Wasteland factory. And so those are just different decks of cards. So another person playing picks up the card and reads it to you. It's definitely a storytelling-ish game where you get to have decisions. And you're deciding, do I loot this body or do I leave it alone and go to this other thing, this other room? And depending on if you succeed at your roles, which can be very difficult. So difficult. Um, you can get items and loot and that sort of thing. The way that they have you uh, make your tests for rolls is kind of interesting because instead of a traditional RPG sort of leveling system, they brought a variant of the game's special system into play. Uh, you have different letters, the word special, that represent different traits. Uh, Which is strength, perception, endurance, charisma, intelligence, agility, and luck. And the tests will have several of those uh, traits. And for each trait that you have, you get to reroll the three dice. So it'll say like uh, E and A like four. four. So you have to use the dice to get four. And if you have either of those letters, then you can reroll. And the dice are special too. They look like the... Uh, like, they've got an outline of a guy on them with certain parts highlighted. I thought that was a specific thing. It's called Vats. Well, I thought uh, it was, like, Vault Boy damage or yeah, something. The, the outline is Vault Boy. Oh, okay. Um, but the dice are called Vats dice, and they've got highlighted sections of a body. And some have asterisks, one or two asterisks on them. For uh, tests like we were talking about, you need to get a certain number of asterisks. If you're fighting someone, they're going to be vulnerable in certain areas, and you need to roll dice with that it'll, specific It'll be like, a glowing one needs three shots to the head. And there's only one space on that die that has the head highlighted. Um, it's a little bit... I don't know, I found that thematic, but also a little obtuse, because I don't know what... I don't really remember what each face is. Like, how many spots have arms highlighted? Like, what's my I probability? Mean, you could have just looked at those. That's, I could have. That's a silly thing. Um, so you just have... Yeah, it's just walking around, and you also have joint kind of mission cards that are up. So it's like, go to the factory and specifically do these things, or whatever. Or kill this specific thing, and then you get this loot, and then a new mission comes out. So there are those also. And the only other thing, really, is you have a scale of hit points and radiation, and if those meet, then you die. Yep, and it's real easy to get radiation in this game, more so than in the actual computer game, I feel. Uh, in the computer and game, it's an annoyance, but in this, it's deadly. And the hit points, though, like the first time, so the other person rolls for the bad guys. First time it's been rolled, I took five damage. 
out of a possible six if I would have rolled perfectly. Exactly. So that really hurt. Um, I think that's about it. Just like... You can camp to heal. Moving around. Exploration. Gathering stuff. I mean, that's really kind of the vibe of it. Is that really... Is that kind of how Fallout is? It is. Uh, It fits the theme of the game so well because that's all you're doing. You've got an initial quest, which branches off into more quests. You have various encounters. Because they did do that. The... The quest would be up, you would do one part of it, and they would bring out the card for the next part. So I did think they did that well. Yeah, and it f- generally it felt like, an offshoot second Yeah, quest. branching storylines. Um, and there, in every scenario, there are two different factions. Uh, one represents freedom, one represents security. Uh, for example, in the Capital Wasteland, you've got the Brotherhood of Steel who represent freedom. You've got the Enclave who represent security. And they... Like, some quests will have you adjust their faction power up. I haven't really mentioned Endgame because it is so bizarre. So, you have, you get these, what are they called? The thumbs up cards. The agenda cards. You get these agenda cards and each thumbs up that you have is worth a point for Endgame scoring. But on the other side of the card, you have like end game goals. And as soon as all those add up to 10 in a two player game, you say, I've won, and you flip them over. Yep. Or the track he was talking about with the different factions, if their pieces, because we're tracking it, get down to the bottom, the game ends. And if someone has over 10, then they win. And that. A lot of those hidden victory condition cards are the difference between the security and the freedom faction. So I had four, and I kept getting more. So I probably pulled, I don't know, ten. Easy. I kept getting ones that were exactly the same. That was, if this token is further ahead than this token, then you get the point difference. But So I would pull two for one token and then two for the other token. So I couldn't even use those. Because those were zero, because I'm trying to get the other one ahead further. And that that limit of four of those cards is kind of absurd to me. I, I didn't like it. I guess because they also use it as kind of a timer to see who goes first. Because it was a small deck of them. And you, you so one person goes, the other person goes, then the deck goes, and that's who of the bad guys moves and attacks. But when you got to the end of the deck, you passed it to the other person and they got to go first for the entirety of the deck. And it kept going back and forth. But when you take out the cards, it also takes out cards that activate certain people. So I actually had a bunch of cards where the shields no longer moved because I had them as victory points. Yeah, it's a really weird dynamic with that. I It took me a little bit to wrap my head around it. Like, I just kept going, like, what do you mean I have these four points, but then the rest of them have to come from the special abilities on the back? And then it's pure luck which ones you're actually getting. And I thought there was actually a lot of luck. This is very... You have to be very lucky in this game. You do, which... 
I was not a fan of how lucky you had to be because so was, much is just a, an incredibly difficult dice roll. It was extreme, though. Like, I have a, no problem playing dice chuckers and the luck of the die. But it was huge in this one because the margin of error for rolling some of the things you need to roll was so minuscule that you can almost never do it. Yeah, unless you have specific equipment that gives you re-rolls and you're lucky on the re-rolls or you, there's uh, some drugs, uh, items you can get that are drugs in the game that, like Jet is one, where you can choose a die face. Basically guarantees you a certain number of successes, but you run the risk of becoming addicted to it, and then it costs money to untap that. That's what I was saying. They uh, seemed like one use for most of it until you get money, because I had no money for most of the game, because I wasn't getting the loot that would give you money, or every time I tried to go shopping, <laughs> the card didn't let me. So when you go shopping, you go to one of the... One of the settlements. Settlements. And you have to flip it over and do an encounter. Except you had to pick or it had to allow you, like if you picked a certain encounter at the bottom where it tells you what you get for it, it had to say that you could go shopping. X number of times. And my, oh, I didn't see the, it just There were a shopping. few that said shop too. Oh, okay. That you also didn't get. I never got shopping. So by the end, I had like $15 or... Bottle caps. Cap tokens. And I couldn't spend them <laughs> because the game did not allow me to. It was so frustrating. The shop did not refresh once. I bet there's lots of cool stuff in yes, there it that did. we didn't we, see. We got like... Because you got that one bot. I got the one perk that let me companion. take something from the shop. Oh, yeah. Like, neither of us ever went to the shop and actually um, bought stuff. But we would get it through other means. But, man, that's just one of the luck things. Like, if the dice were against you, like in the beginning, Spin was rolling great. And halfway through, the dice turned on him, and then he just kept getting hammered and hammered. Yeah. I mean, Fallout is an unforgiving game. The computer mm. game is fairly unforgiving. So you think the, the board game so. is trying to replicate how unforgiving it is? I think they were trying that, and I think they went a little too far. Mm. Um, I I really like the game. They did a great job of translating the computer game experience into a uh, board game experience. But it is so punishing. It is so punishing. I I think it's very lucky. I don't know that it's super punishing in the fact that if you die, you just lose, lose the stuff that wasn't equipped, and then you just pop back up. That seemed pretty good. Like, I'm so I'm shocked that it wasn't more punishment. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess just maybe punishing is not the right word, but it felt pun It felt like the dice were it punishing It felt monotonous me. to me. It did feel monotonous to me, too. You're doing the same thing, which is fine when it's, like, different. But if the game is not punishing, but like kind of forcing you to do the same things and not allowing you to do some things because of how it's built in. It's problematic. We were going on almost three hours and I was like, how long does this box say? 
And I looked and it said two to three hours. So that's good for us considering the golden rule of new games. Exactly. Generally, the way it works when we play a new game is we double the time. If it says 45 minutes, the first play of the game, including teaching and everything, it'll probably take us an hour and a half. It is pretty spot on when we play new stuff. Yeah. We never would have played this if we would have looked at the time. We never would have bought it if we looked at the time. I never look at the time on games. I don't know why. Because you're right, three hours is pretty brutal, especially because we generally have to play this after our toddler goes to sleep. Um, That's when we get to play games. It's late, everyone. It is very late. Um, So I was was just surprised. I was like, oh, we're actually playing in the exact time frame that they said, because it took it. We ended pretty quickly afterwards. It took exactly three hours. Yeah. So, yay us. So maybe the next time we could get it down to about two hours. Ooh, you said maybe the next time. Okay, I don't want to play this again. Okay. I don't have the connection to the theme that you do. And I do. I did still think some stuff was funny. But I kind of feel like in this game, you have to really love the theme. I absolutely see that because I think the theme is what is saving it for me. Exactly. Is because I love Fallout. I mean, not as much as my brother has Vault Boy tattooed on him. So I can't ever claim to be the person in my family who loves Fallout the most. But the theme does save it for me. Uh, even though it was extremely tough to get anything done. I mean, I was on one space, just getting pounded by guys through bad tile placement and terrible rolls to try to go to the Super Duper Mart to find food for the stupid Wasteland Survival Guide forever. But, like, I mean, you I know you say it was really hard to do everything, but I was going around in the beginning, completing this card, completing that card, completing this card. But it didn't matter. I would get the same kind of victory conditions every time I pulled a card. No matter how many I got. There needed to be more variation in that. By it felt like a million years. When you play Killer Bunnies and I have seven carrots and you have two carrots and you win. I'm like, <laughs> So that was extremely frustrating. Thankfully, the card came out where a specific thing would happen and one uh, one of the factions on the track would move all the way down. Because I had the cards, it would give me the points for that. If that wouldn't have come out, I don't know when we would have ended. I bet every scenario has some kind of mission that like is like, okay, we're just going to move this along if you're this far mm. in the game. Now, one of the expansions adds co-op mode. Do you feel that this would be a better experience if it was played cooperatively instead of us just slogging along? I think it would be a better experience... Maybe if the mission was different. if I would be intrigued to find out if in the co-op it's just now you need 20 victory points to win. Or whatever the points are. Like 20 thumbs up. You can shove your thumbs up. That's bullshit. If it is you need to get to this specific spot. Or you need to find the key. And you have to go to all these spots and go through the story. And then you get there before, before you die. or You know what I mean? Yeah. It, the mission needed to be different. If everything, even if it's a different mission, if it all has the same mechanic 
where I need thumbs up and it just depends on what card that you're handed because they're all end game bullshit, then I don't want to play it. Do you think it would be better if it was house ruled? I know we don't like house rules, but theoretically, if it was house ruled to there is no limit on the number of thumbs up cards you can get or you get VP like. That's the thing is, I think if you added tokens to where, say, you were still limited on the four thumbs up because it is more. I feel like it's not about tracking your victory points with the thumbs up cards. It's about tracking how, like limiting the number of end game cards you can have. So say you left that, but like you were saying with the VP, we got some sort of other token. So when you got thumbs up or whatever, you would also get the VP. So it's the end game plus whatever the tokens you have are. So basically you would get an end game card and then you would get a thumb token. Yeah. I think that might fix the game in a lot of ways. Uh, or at least make it a lot less time-consuming. Well, sloggy. I just... It was, I, it was sloggy. Because I felt like if it was half the time, even more two-thirds of the time, I probably would have liked it more. Because I was enjoying it for a while, and then yeah. I wasn't. Um, yeah, I mean... It, I want to love this game. I'm trying real hard. I love those dice. The custom dice, the dice are, are neat, nice. Although they need to give you two sets of them because oh my three dice is not enough for... Six dice would have solved a lot of problems because yeah. every time there was a encounter um, or a fight, I had to roll them and then I had to pass them and then he had to roll them. And then sometimes he was fighting multiple times and so then he'd pass them back. It's really... Now that I'm saying it, that seems really ridiculous, but... But it would have cut it would make time a big, off. And well, when, that's true. And when time is at such a premium, like it is for us... Yeah. Most people, I assume, you know? Yeah. Every little bit helps. But yeah, I want to love this game. I did have fun, but I also felt that it got super sloggy and I was getting nowhere. And one of the worst things that a game can do for me is when I get to the point where I'm not going... I know that I am nowhere close to winning... And there is nothing I can do to change that. How did you know that there you weren't close to winning, though? Because it's all hidden endgame stuff. Uh, first was seeing how many missions you were just completing. I figured with as many thumbs cards as you were getting, as many agenda cards as you were getting, there's no way that you weren't able to tailor that to something that would give you Except loads of points. Ugh, pulling the same cards over and over again. Um, second... Because you kept complaining that you were pulling the same cards over and over again. Might have tipped me off. I did show my hand and was like, look at these cards. They're all the same. Yeah, so she literally showed her hand. <laughs> he knew exactly how many points I had. but uh, So that that was very frustrating. And I hate when games get me to that point. Um, the bit, like the, the player boards are kind of cool. Oh my gosh. A complaint about the player boards. They didn't like cut everything they cut everything too small so you get a piece and a like there it's two pieces and you have to connect it i think it's before everybody did double layers so they're like forcing double layers with little um with a top piece and a bottom piece no what is that called the little thingies peg connectors yeah the little connector things yeah so i had such a hard time getting those connected so some of them aren't as squished together as they need to be. But the holes for the pegs and stuff 
are also seem to be cut just a teeny bit too small. So that was really frustrating. Yeah, you'd have to take a little drill to those to make them a bit bigger for it to work or trap. Or I would I would try it and then the pegs would fall out. Well, yeah, that that's a given. There, just the peg the peg holes need to be a little wider. The cards, the item cards, are a little bit small. They're the same kind <laughs> of. Uh, Mansions, Mansions of, of Madness. Man. It's exactly like the sense. mini. It, it's a fantasy flight game. This and is my thing with that is they are okay to be that small in Mansions of Madness because there's no store or anything. I don't have to read them and buy them and do all that sort of stuff. But when you basically have a store where you can read and buy things, they were a little too small. Yeah, completely agreed. Uh, and the way that your items work, most of them are just like, oh, on um, things where you're rolling, like challenges that have this particular letter in it, you get one instant success or you get one re-roll. Um, so the items all felt samey too from the ones Very that we did so. see. Yeah. Um, like it didn't really matter what it is. They all basically did exactly the same thing. Yeah. I feel like you shouldn't have to try to love a game. Agreed. Completely agreed. As much as I wanted to love it, and as much as I'm like, ooh, the expansions add the new California Republic and New Vegas. Yeah. The game's gone for me. Really? I didn't expect it. I I might give it a second play, but my gut's telling me that... It's going to be the same. It's going to be the same. It's going to be a different set of missions. Right. But it's going to be, okay, so instead of going to, uh, like... The ruined Capitol Mall. I'm going to Old Town Boston and trying the same kind of quest. Yeah. So you'll have a different tile layout every time. I mean, I get that. Uh, I get that the factions will be a little different. The quests will be a little different. But the gameplay is going to be the same. I just kept thinking, like, so I don't know Dune either, but that's a great game. Yeah. The theme didn't have to sell me on the game. No, and in fact, I'm seeing other reviewers who said that the theme for that one was pasted on, which I don't agree with, but that game shone, shone, shined? That game done shone, <laughs> regardless of what theme was applied to it. That was a kick-ass game. This... Well, it's super close to the theme, super close to the source material. Just was not a great game. And it's funny because it uses the same kind of rule sort of layout. I don't know if all of the FFG games do this now that uh, Outer Rim does. Like, here's, here's the short rules that give you most of what you need. And then here's essentially the rules glossary. And I saw a little bit of the DNA from this in Outer Rim as I played it with the quest cards where it's like, you can do X or Y, and then you need to meet whatever target condition for that. I saw some of that in Outer Rim, and Outer Rim does it so much better. Because there's actually, like, endgame. Like, it's not this weird amalgamation of the victory point cards but weird end game stuff that just really bugged me. I really hated yeah. that part. Like it feels like we're playing the game wrong, but we read that end game section. Yeah, because I was times. like, I kept going. Wait, I don't understand it. Wait, I don't understand it. 
I was immediately thinking of Star Wars Outer Rim. So in that one, my first play with it was with a friend that is okay on Star Wars. Right. And she didn't like it as much as I did. She thought it was fine. I guess I guess that's the difference is you can play it and not love Star Wars and think it's a fine game. Right. And it gets pushed over by love of Star Wars. Yeah, that's the cherry on top. But if you don't think Fallout is even an okay game, the theme isn't going to push it for you. Yeah. My my ultimate rating, go buy a cheap copy of Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas on Steam. You'll enjoy yourself much more. I also heard that there's um, there's a smaller game that comes in a tin, Fallout Shelter, Fallout Shelter. that I heard is really good. Completely different. Like, well, uh, no, I know. It's completely different yeah. and completely whatever, and I know it's a lot faster and more of a family weight game and that sort of thing, but I think there are Fallout games that people enjoy more that maybe might be i don't know yeah the thing is this gets pretty high ratings on the geek i've heard people say lots of good things about it so i i came in with high expectations uh just a real disappointment to me uh i could see now uh, people on the geek do say that playing this solo is the way to go. Like that's the most yeah, recommended. I thought that was fascinating. You don't see that very much, but everyone says this is best at one. And I could see that. Really? Um, because instead of it being a communal, like, okay, you roll for me, like going through doing the story yourself, moving the guys around, like, I think that would feel even more like fallout and I think as a solo experience, yeah. it might be tolerable, but it's still, like, there's still a lot of, like, it's not enough for me to say, yeah, I'm going to try this solo. I guess that's what I'm trying to get to. Okay, so <laughs> I decided to look up solo play rules to see if maybe it would fix things. And it mentioned something about advancing power tokens for factions after the agenda deck is depleted. Remember how we mentioned... The agenda deck, uh, a deck would be depleted and then you pass it over to the other player and they are now the first player. Well, there's this little rule that says you advance both faction tokens one space down the track on the scenario sheet to represent their power growing over time. We missed that rule. My bad. So, well, yeah, Spin missed that rule. That's a good point. Spin actually read the rules on this, this one. This is what happens when you don't read the rules. I... I almost always read the rules in our the teacher because he generally forgets one thing or re doesn't or misses one thing. And I've done it before too, but it seems like you always miss like something. It's because you ask questions in the middle of me trying to read the rules and then I get sidetracked. So the game would have been shorter <laughs> by a lot. Yep. Do you think it would have been over in time for us to have enjoyed the game more and it not feel sloggy? Okay. Do I think because when they hit the end. Right. If nobody has 10 points, everyone loses. Right. I would not have had 10 points without the factions being separated enough. Oh, but would you have? Because what were yours uh, based no. on? I had both of the factions as well. The shields and the stars. Being separated? 
Um, yeah. Because I because all of my cards had to do with the difference in the shields. If they all move forward together, I think at the highest point, they were two apart. Hmm. So I would have ended with eight points. And I wouldn't have made it to ten. And there's no way I would have made it. I would have had like four, maybe. So, so I think... So then the game would have won and we both would have felt terrible. Well, I wouldn't have felt terrible. I mean, that just happens. But I think even though we overlooked it and it extended the game out, which we were complaining about that, so sorry. I don't know. I th- still think it would have been a slog before we finished, but we both would have lost in the game with one. I don't... Unless you were pulling other cards. I mean, it gets back to you have to pull the right end game cards to win the game. Yeah. And, and this is exactly what it says, because now I bet you're doubting our entire review. Completely. But, which I can't fault you for that, you should. Each agenda card is agenda card is kept secret from the other survivors. It automatically grants you a single influence and can grant you additional ones if you meet the condition. Your goal is to reach a certain amount of influence before the other players. You can have a maximum of four cards in your hand. And if you draw a fifth, you have to choose one. And you need 10 points. So as soon as the total value of your agenda cards is the amount, the game ends, you win, you reveal them, and that's it. So that we did not get wrong. That is exactly how the game wins. And that is my biggest gripe about this game. Yeah. Well, uh, expect to see a copy of Fallout on sale on Board Game Geek, Mercari, or wherever you buy games from us that we don't like, but please buy our games that we're trying to get rid of. I do think it's a little weird to be like, we didn't like this, but you you should buy it. Well, the thing is, for a Fallout fan, I think that they might have an an enjoyable time, and for a different type of gamer, uh, I think a solo gamer might have fun with it. Hmm. I mean, honestly, if my family didn't listen, they'd probably be getting this re-gifted to them. <laughs> like, oh, hey, hey, you guys get Fallout. I can't see them sitting for a three-hour board game. Not a chance in hell. But it would be the thought that counts, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I am a little sad. I thought, because I do really like exploration games, so I thought, oh, man, if this is a good exploration game, it's going to be great. Because coming off the high of Dune Imperium being so good, and I don't, I don't know enough about Dune to have a feeling, you know, any feelings toward it, that maybe the gameplay in this one would also get me over the hump of not, well, but that's different. I don't love Fallout. Yeah. I'm not neutral on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that is the difference. Like at one point I got the companion dog meat. But one of the missions I was trying to do is I had to discard a companion, and it killed me that I had to do it. Yeah. I mean, that that shows why you don't like Fallout right yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, that is true. Like, the some of the stuff that I don't like, and that's why I don't play it, popped up in the game. Yeah. The only other thing that is on my mind is I was hoping that we would have a run of good post-apocalyptic games. Because we Wasteland Express Delivery Service, we recently played, and uh, a review on that one's forthcoming. 
but spoiler alert, I, I had fun. Um, this, I was hoping we'd go to, and I'm sad that we didn't. And it, A, makes me want to play the video game and get this taste out of my mouth, and B, makes me want to play Wasteland Express Delivery Service again. Oh, interesting. Uh, or one of, which is a completely different game in every possible oh, way. Oh, completely different. Aside from the fact that, you know, post-apocalypse. But it did make me want to play that again. So, uh, kind of interesting. So there you go. Our feelings about Fallout. Take it with a grain of salt because we clearly missed a rule that would have changed it. But I don't feel like it would have changed the game enough for me to slog through it again before we put this out. I I don't know. When we first finished the game, despite all of the uh, pockmarks on it, I still wanted to keep it. I mean, I, you could even kind of tell during the first part of the review. I'm like, mm, oh, yeah, you yeah. seem to be on board with it. But as we dug at some of the warts and I, I just kept on thinking, like, why would I waste time on a game that has so many flaws when we have so many other things to play, both unplayed and things from our collection that we love and board of reckoning games why would i spend time on this uh, i'm a little mad like i'm starting to get mad <laughs> that you that you were duped or that i don't know like why would you be mad that i kind of that i was duped and that the game like just was not good and why would I do that? I'm mad at myself. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> well, I think it's fascinating because it has happened. Like, I'll be on the fence about something or I'll think, yeah, you know, okay, it was good enough to keep or whatever. And then we'll start recording and basically kind of talking through our feelings. It's game therapy. <laughs> and Man, is that podcast name taken? <laughs> we, we could have gone with that. That's true. And it becomes evident, like, my true deeper feelings when I'm having to spill them all out. I'm like, wait, no, I actually didn't have enough fun to have that in our collection or man, why was I harping on this so bad? I actually did have fun when we talk about it. So I always find that really interesting when it happens. So there you go. Yeah. Game therapy. Thank you for attending our session. Our time has ended. That's going to be about uh, $120 for this session. <laughs> Please remit payment to our website. Have feedback or just want to say hi? Find us on Instagram at placelevel 2 and on BoardGameGeek at Spinch and at KittyPaws9 and on Twitter at PlaysWellWith2, the number, not the word. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us at the game table. Catch new episodes every Wednesday-ish. 